please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast, and there you're going to find access to our message boards and our chat rooms. You're going to find access to our Facebook page and our Twitter pages, and you're going to find articles about the things we discuss here on the podcast. You're also going to find some of the best buys you're going to find on the internet, and they're from vendors that you know. So go to our special deals page and check that out. I want to let you know, our message boards and our chat rooms, they're all free. We don't charge for any kind of activity on the website. Why should we? We're all in the same boat. We're all in the same community. So we want to make it free for everybody. This way, the only thing we ask is that you participate. Now, the one thing, too, is I ask that you register on the chat rooms and on the message boards. Simply because we don't want lurkers coming in. We don't want trolls just coming in and making arbitrary comments. So this way we have a little bit of a control on who's coming in there. And we know who's coming in. You know, go over there, check that out. It's pretty cool, actually. And now we do have something new coming up. And it's called the Equipment Exchange page. And there, you, if you have an old wheelchair or crutches that you can't, you don't use anymore, you don't need anymore, you can put them up there for sale. Or you can offer them for free to somebody in our community. And the same thing, if you have a need for something, you can put an ad on this page also. It doesn't cost anything for the ads. And it's a win-win situation. The person that's putting their, their equipment up that they want to sell, they make a couple of bucks. The person that buys it, they're saving a couple of bucks instead of buying it from a supply shop. That's something there for the community. I hope it takes hold. I, I really do. But the only thing is, I'm going to tell you this right now, you can cannot sell, cannot request medication, any kind of prescriptions, over-the-counter, prescription medication, nothing like that. Just hard equipment, durable medical equipment, as they call it. And also, if you have things for a room, like a TV or radio, stuff like that, something to make a sick person's room happier, people like us that are on fixed incomes sometimes we can't afford to go out and buy a new tv sometimes we can so if you if you're selling a tv or selling a stereo you can put that on there as well put it this way you can put anything on there that you want to sell other than you can't sell any kind of drugs or illegal products nothing nothing like that at all so how you feeling today are you feeling better than you did yesterday that's a big thing as long as you feel better today than you did yesterday you're doing really good we got a good one here today for you today we're gonna we're gonna continue with our talk about different places to go on vacation where you can make road trips to i guess is a good way today we're discussing the pocono mountains in northeast pennsylvania a beautiful place to visit i lived there actually for a couple of years and oh you can't ask for a nicer place it's just it's a serene environment it's excellent. We're also going to talk about 
fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia, now I don't know anybody that has had it personally. I know some people that I've spoke to that have it. I've met them through my doctor's office. And what a terrible disease. From everything that they've told me and the things that I've read about this, oh my God. But you know what adds to it? What makes it even worse is this is one of those invisible diseases, as they call them, something that can't be seen. You don't have gaping holes or oozing wounds on your body. This is something inside. And you get some people that just add to the stress of everything. Well, right, you don't look sick. You don't look sick. You must be faking it. We'll get to them in a second. Fibromyalgia is a painful, painful disease from what I'm told. And from what I've read, it usually, the onset of it usually comes in middle age. I got a thing here that I want to read you. It's from Wikipedia on fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia is a medical condition characterized by chronic widespread pain and heightened pain response to pressure. Other symptoms include tiredness to a degree that normal activities are affected, sleep problems, and trouble with memory. Some people also report restless leg syndrome, bowel and bladder problems, numbness and tingling, and sensitivity to noise, lights, and temperature. Fibromyalgia is frequently associated with depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Other types of chronic pain are also frequently present. The cause of fibromyalgia is unknown. However, it is believed to involve a combination of genetic and environmental factors, with half the risk being attributed to each. The condition runs in families, and many genes are believed to be involved. Environmental factors include psychological stress, trauma, and certain infections. The pain appears to be the result of a process in the central nervous system, and the condition is referred to as central sensitivity syndrome. Fibromyalgia is recognized as a disorder by the U.S. National Institutes of Health and the American College of Rheumatology. There is no specific diagnostic test. Diagnosis involves first ruling out other potential causes and verifying that a set number of symptoms are present. The treatment for fibromyalgia can be difficult. Recommendations often include getting enough sleep, exercising regularly, eating a healthy diet, cognitive behavioral therapy may also be helpful. The medications duloxetine, milnisipran, and pregabalin may be used. Use of opioid pain medication is controversial, some stating that their use is poorly supported by the evidence, others saying that weak opioids may be reasonable if other medications are not effective. Dietary supplements also lack evidence to support their use. While fibromyalgia can last a long time, it does not result in death or tissue damage which is very interesting. As I said, fibromyalgia, the onset is usually in middle age and the duration is long-term. Something else I want to let you know. Some people call fibromyalgia the woman's disease or the housewife's disease. I've heard that. Fibromyalgia actually affects 2 to 8% of the population. Fibromyalgia may not be diagnosed in up to 75% of affected people. Now, it's true. Women are more affected by it than men. They say out of the people affected by fibromyalgia, 65% are women, but 35% are men. So that means it affects everybody. And people that suffer from fibromyalgia, they usually have as much as two times the amount of pain medication, two times the amount of cost for pain medication as those without fibromyalgia. There's so much involved with it. But, you know, they do say the exercise and the 
the nutrition aspect, you know, you might want to ask your doctor if you can, if they can arrange for you to see a nutritionalist and hopefully your insurance would cover it. Going to a nutritionalist isn't bad as what some people make it out to be. You go to them, they have your diagnosis and that's what they're going to work with. And you're going to eat healthy. You'll probably lose a couple of pounds here and there. And hopefully it'll make you feel a little bit better. As far as the exercises go, I wouldn't rush out and get a, a membership at a gym and start pumping iron. I would talk to my doctor. Maybe even physical therapy might help. Where you work with a professional who knows what to do, how to how to manipulate your body. Just rushing out and starting pumping iron and running at all. You could do a lot more damage than good doing something like that. It's always better to have a professional on board. Now, the only thing I can liken this fibromyalgia to, and it's probably worse. I, like I said, I've never had it, but I liken it to peripheral neuropathy. That's a disease that you get from diabetes. It affects your, your limbs. It gives you that pins and needles, that numbness. Uh, me personally, I, I have peripheral neuropathy. I had it in both my legs. I have it in one of my legs now. The other one's gone. But you can't, you, you can't feel your feet. You lose sensation to hot and cold stimulus. My hands now, I've got it. My fingers are numb. It goes up my arms. But there's times where they're numb, and then there's times where it feels like you're you're rubbing barbed wire laced with razor blades on your skin. It, it's terrible. And that's the only way I can figure fibromyalgia as being. The one thing they do say with people with fibromyalgia, you should get sleep. And I was reading up on that, and you should get eight hours of sleep, eight undisturbed hours of sleep every night. That'll help. It won't alleviate your pain, but it'll help with your pain. That undisturbed sleep, and maybe talk to your doctor. If you can't get eight hours of sleep, maybe there's something he can prescribe for you. They have sleeping aids, and maybe there's something that he can suggest over the counter. But I wouldn't mess with any of that until you speak with your doctor. Don't self-diagnose. That's that's a big no-no. Don't self-diagnose. But talk to your doctor and see if there's something that he can give you or something he can suggest you do to get a better night's sleep. And if you can only sleep four hours a night, then explain to him that's a problem. You should be able to get the eight hours of sleep that you need, and you'll feel 100% better. And that's just not for people with fibromyalgia. That's for anybody. If you can get eight hours of sleep at night, you're miles ahead. You're way ahead in the race because that's going to help with any other kind of sickness or disease that you have. Now, the other thing that bothers me here is fibromyalgia, like peripheral neuropathy, like heart disease, like COPD, like lung disease, artery disease, anything like that. It's inside. It's what they call an invisible disease. And a lot of times, stress plays a part of that. And sometimes what contributes to this is the ignorant attitude of some people. People with fibromyalgia, they have to leave their house also. They have to pick up medication. They have to have food in their house. So unfortunately, they have to go out and they have to suffer with the pain and still go shopping. So they put a handicap placket up on their window and they get out of the car. And sometimes you can, you can hear the people talking in the background. They're looking, oh, they don't look so bad. I think people expect when they see a handicap placket go up that you're supposed to have these big gaping wounds and maybe missing an eye or a body part or having a seeing eye dog come out with you from your car. You know, I think people feel shortchanged if they don't see you crawling into a store and you have a handicap placket in your car. But you know what? Forget about them. Forget about them. I think the worst thing that I ever heard, though, was this moron, this ignorant, ignorant moron tell me 
that, well, if if the pain is so bad, why are they going to the store? Well, because they have to get their prescription medication. They have to eat. They have to survive just like everybody else. And their answer was, well, if they don't feel that good, that they need a handicap placket, why don't they have their food and stuff delivered? Do you know how much it costs you to have food delivered? And put it this way, I'm talking about me now. I'm not like these other people. I can't have somebody deliver something to me if I can't tip the guy, okay? And it always costs you more to have stuff delivered. People people that are handicapped are living on a fixed income. I don't know what's so hard about that to understand with some people, but like I said, I'm leaving them go to the side. I just can't. That just gets me aggravated, and I don't want to make you aggravated. But anyway, you look at fibromyalgia, and it's very similar to peripheral neuropathy. The only thing is, is the fibromyalgia doesn't do any harm to your tissues or anything, and it doesn't end in death. That's the difference with peripheral neuropathy. It does do damage to your tissue. It does do damage to your arteries. And unfortunately, there's always an end. But, you know, in the meantime, you can find different ways to kind of make the pain feel a little bit less like me, I have the peripheral neuropathy. I have the pains in my arms and my hands. I use this stuff called Biofreeze, and I put it on my on on my joints, my wrist, my knuckles, my ankle, my knee, my calf. It's I guess it's like a a modern day Ben Gay or something like that. It doesn't smell that bad, but it does. It loosens up my joints a little bit. I also use warm wraps on my hands. You know the the moist warm wraps, and that works a bit for me. It's not a miracle cure or anything. Thing. I've heard people say that the cold wraps work better for them. To each his own. You have to find out what, what works best for you. And that's the same thing for even the people that are suffering from fibromyalgia. You don't have to suffer in silence. What I'm trying to say is you can look for ways to ease some of the pain. Try the warm wraps or the cold wraps. Speak to your doctor. See what he would recommend. Maybe something over the counter. And it'll be less expensive than having to buy prescription stuff. Even if you can't get to the doctor and the pain's that bad, check with the pharmacist. The pharmacist might be able to recommend something for you. But check with somebody. But don't just go off on your own and start trying things. Check with a pharmacist. Check with a doctor. Like I've always said, you are responsible for your health and you're also responsible for your comfort. And there's no reason for you to suffer if there's something you can do to alleviate it. Now, one other thing I want to bring up is about the getting eight hours of rest. By getting eight hours of rest, I mean eight hours of sleep. That doesn't mean just sit around all day for eight hours, ten hours, and do nothing. You know, you got to move around. The more you move around, the less pain you're going to have. You know, I'm sure if you ask your doctor about it, he'll tell you. I know for me, with the peripheral neuropathy, the more I do with my hands right now, because I'm in the wheelchair, but the more I do with my hands, maybe it's because I'm not focusing on it. I'm focusing on doing something else. But the less pain I have in my hands, really. The only time that I start getting the really heavy pain is when I'm sitting there doing nothing. You know, just watching TV, I start noticing the pain more. I guess you're more in tune to it because you're not doing something else. But again, look for ways that you can alleviate your pain. And here's another thing. This is, a doctor told me this a while back. When you go to bed at night, number one, you shouldn't have a TV in your bedroom. When you go to bed, your room should be dark. If you lay in bed longer than 10 minutes and not being able to fall asleep, get up, go for a walk out to the kitchen or the living room, uh, get a drink of water, go back and try again. You shouldn't be awake in your bed more than 10 minutes. You should be able to fall asleep. So that's just a tip. A doctor told me that and I find it works. So when I go into bed, if I'm there for more than 10 minutes, I'm getting up, getting back in the chair and going out to the kitchen, getting a glass of water or something. That's just a little tip. 
Now I just want to remind you, before you start any kind of new regimen or stop doing something or want to try something new, always check with your doctor first. All right, don't do anything new. Don't start any kind of regimen without checking with your doctor first. Listen, we have a lot more of the show left. Stay with us. We're going to take a quick 30 second break. Okay, I'll see you on the other side. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. There you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page. And you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So take a minute, go over, visit www.famousapple.com. But please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out on me now. Let's get back to the discussion. And we're back. That wasn't too bad, eh? 30 seconds. A mere bag of shells, my friends. A mere bag of shells. Listen, one more time. I just want to point this out. Do not start or stop any kind of regimen that you're on from your doctor without checking with your doctor first. It can be deadly. That can be deadly. So always check with your doctor first before you start anything or you stop anything. Okay? I just want to make that clear. Anyway... You know what? Let's talk about this here real quick. Let's talk about saving some money. Favorite topic of mine. You know, they say because we're we're on a fixed income, we can't save money. But you know what? We can. After a while, you get down, you, you actually get into a groove with your money. You know, you're making a lot less than what you were making when you were working, but you find a way to get by. Well, now that you've got that down, you can find a way to put away some money. Now, I'm not talking about a lot of money because we don't have a lot of money to put away. But if you can take, say, $10 a month out of your disability check and put that to the side, what, take it out in cash, put it in an envelope, put it in your drawer or something like that, but take $10 out. If you can take more than 10 take more than 10 But make it a minimum. Whatever you feel comfortable with, whether it's 10 20 25 whatever you feel comfortable with, but remember, you got to take it out every month and put it to the side. And after a year, you look at the money, you, you can have yourself $240, dollars and it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing, especially come the end of the year when the holidays come around or God forbid you have some kind of emergency that has to be dealt with. At least you have some money on the side, something in reserve. That's just a thought. I I do it myself. I have $10 a month, but usually I find that I can also sneak another 10. So I'm putting away $20, $20 a month. All right. Again, it's not big. We're not talking high finances here, but that's $240 at the end of the year. Maybe more sometimes because, you know, whatever I have extra, I put, put right into the envelope. Now, another thing I do is I keep a change jar. And I don't really shop all that often anymore with cash, but when I do, whatever change I have left goes into that change jar. And that change jar may stay there the whole year and not even get filled up in the whole year. But at the end of the year, I'll take it. And I might, I know this sounds terrible because I'm spending money because I'm saving money. I might go to one of these coin stars or something like that, dump the money in and get a receipt and go into the store and cash the receipt in. Because of my hands, I can't roll change. So that's the that's the easiest way. Or if you can get a, a coin counter, which works pretty well too, I understand that. I have to look into that myself. I take the change, I put it in a jar, and I keep it. And if the jar happens to get full, that's when I'll cash it in. But it may stay there the whole year. But between putting the $10, $20 a month away and the change, you could have yourself $250, you know, $275 at the end of the year. 
That's cash in your pocket. And what you can do is take that cash and put it towards your vacation. This week we're talking about the Poconos in beautiful northeast Pennsylvania. There is everything to do in the Poconos. Everything from swimming to gambling. You have, you have water parks. You have Great Wolf Lodge. You have Camelback Beach. You have skiing. You have ice skating. You have fishing. You have casinos. You'd have it all. Everything is right there in the Poconos for you. And here's the good thing. Everything, just about everything is handicap accessible. Now, if you're going to plan a, a vacation to the Poconos, I got a couple of addresses and phone numbers here for you. And you'd want to write these down, okay? The one first one is for the Pocono Mountain Vacation Bureau. Their phone number is 1-800-POCONOS, P-O-C-O-N-O-S, or 1-800-762-6667. That's the Pocono Mountains Vacation Bureau. There you can get information on everything, everything that the Poconos has to offer. Also, there's a website it's the PoconoMountains.com. That's P-O-C-O-N-O-M-O-U-N-T-A-I-N-S.com. There you can order all kinds of brochures. You'll get discount tickets to different attractions. Check out that website. Enter the information that they want. They'll mail it right to you. But there's so much to do. If you if you like fishing, there's a there's fishing galore and all handicap accessible. All of the main lakes have handicap piers for you to go out and fish on. You have Toby Hanna State Park. You have Goolsboro State Park. Both have lakes that are, there's no motorboats on them, but there's rowboats or you can bring your own rowboat. They both have handicapped piers. You have Lake Wall and Paul Pack up a little bit more. And that, that there is, that's a huge, huge lake. And that you're allowed to bring motorboats, cabin cruisers, you name it on it. There's ice skating in the winter. There's, like I said, swimming, beach swimming, pool swimming, water resorts. You have Great Wolf Lodge and you have Camel Beach open year round. There's so much to do in the Poconos. So call 1-800-POCONOS. That's 1-800-762-6667. Or you can check out the website Pocono Mountains. That's P-O-C-O-N-O-M-O-U-N-T-A-I-N-S.com. And just see what they have to offer there. One thing I will tell you about, Mount Airy Lodge used to be the diamond in the Poconos for honeymoons. Now, not only is it a wonderful, beautiful resort, it's also a magnificent casino. So that's something you might want to put on your, your list to check out. All right. Well, thank you very much for stopping by this week. We'll have more for you next week on vacation spots. Uh, listen for the Slice of the Apple podcast on Monday. And I'll talk to you then. Have a great weekend. And always remember, things can always be worse. There's people out there striving for what you got right now. So it can always be worse. Okay. Take care, my friends. Thanks again for stopping by. My name is Jimmy Apple, and I'll talk to you again next week.